All right, welcome back. Episode 78 of the Young Old Heads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, a.k.a. TV Sports Cards, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Max, a.k.a. Cards Max, a.k.a. Cards Max, flagship 2024, first card edition. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing great. 2024 vision, 2024 on my mind. New year, new me, but also new day, new me, because that's how we should have the outlook for every day. Every day is a new day for a new you, and I'm ready to get right into it. This is the first Tommy Max episode of 2024, so I'm excited to hear about what's been going on, hear about what's your New Year's resolutions, how they're doing. Um, I hear the gym is back on the schedule. Glad to see the grind still going, Max. Yeah, we had to sandwich this podcast episode between the time of the night where I religiously go to the gym and the time of the night where I get all my eBay snipes in for the next 24 hours. So very accommodating of Tommy to get the podcast in during the two most important times of my evening. Well, I know you're a busy guy, Max. You run Cards Max Incorporated. Um, how's how's 2024 going for Cards Max Incorporated so far? Uh, 2024 Cards Max Incorporated, I believe, has had two PSA returns, so that's fun. I'm ready to... Well, I've already had my first card show of 2024, so I'm going to be having my second and third card shows of 2024 in the next 10 days. I'll be going to the Dallas Card Show, which is in Dallas, and the Culture Collision, which is in Atlanta, which is not implied by the name. And I'm looking forward to a fun weekends, weekends plus a few days of buying, selling, trading, gossiping about cards, the newest trends, and getting a pulse on the market in a way that, and of course, reuniting with old friends in a way that social media cannot provide itself. I am extremely excited to see how this Dallas show goes. I feel like this Dallas show comes up every January and is just like right in the heart of football playoffs and the basketball trade deadline and leads to wild moves going on. Um, Definitely some you know, very in-demand quarterbacks, whoever wins the playoff game, even if they didn't play that good, it doesn't really matter as long as it's a win. Um, are you are you coming in hot with some football cards to Dallas, or what's your strategy? Yeah, those are some very bold words from someone who has never been to a Dallas card show. But January is a great time of year. I have friends that are going there that are ready and proactive and excited to buy baseball. And also the football market is scorching hot right now basketball i wish there was hype around the trade deadline is it already this you know not to go on a tangent but is it already this soon i saw pascal siakam got traded today but is the i know the deadline's before the all-star game i think the deadline's like the first week of february so there's still a few weeks okay because i remember it used to be after the all-star break and then it was awkward or something like that but (laughs) um i think prism really kicked off how scorchingly hot the new year is and in relation to the Dallas card show, you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks bought and sold and traded at prices probably stronger than they should be. But one of the most magical times, and I don't like to use hyperbole, that I've seen at a card show was the Saturday night trade night of the Dallas card show in 2023. And it was a Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Los Angeles Chargers. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Trevor Lawrence who started up 28-0 or something like that. And then the Chargers had a massive comeback. And despite Trevor Lawrence losing, 
it still was the catalyst for an incredible offseason hype machine for Trevor Lawrence. I forgot who actually won that game, but the point and the takeaway was so much. So many people saw a Trevor Lawrence masterclass in that, that it just kicked off people wanting to pay insane prices for him. Even during the, because I remember the scores at halftime were so split. I think it went from like Trevor Lawrence being, people were dying to sell him below comp to, oh yeah, I'm only getting full comp and higher for my Trevor Lawrence, which was very funny to see people react in real time. I love the in real time market changes. Um, Prism Prism is out now, uh, football and basketball. It seems like basketball like is kind of a low key where the blasters has just started showing up on shelves at retail shops. Classic Panini move. Um, the football football it seems like CJ Stroud is just as in demand as any quarterback has ever been. Um, yeah. I do you have any thought? You bought you actually bought a card right from the new Prism. I bought a few. I bought now it's and a few is quickly transforming into too many, but yeah, not a sports analysis podcast, but CJ Stroud is beating the allegations of being an Ohio state quarterback because Ohio state quarterbacks are never able to stick it in the NFL. But, um, I bought a, two of my biggest CJ Stroud buys was a blue ice rookie from prism. Those are out of, I believe 99. I don't think they're out of 125 for football. And I bought a CJ Stroud manga, and I was going back and forth with the owner of the manga. And I'm like, okay, this is my price. I need this. Like, if you are in, we are locking this in before the game begins. Because it was an online purchase. And we locked it in. And I just got my tracking number uploaded today. So those are my two Strouds that I own. Thankfully, it worked out in that, obviously, the Texans beat the Browns. And my, those cards are maybe up 20 30% since I bought them. But it might be a point of where, okay, if. CJ Stroud is able to win this week. Those cards climb up even higher. If they lose this week, they might just even stay the same because people have already recognized that Stroud is going to be the man of the offseason until July 2024. Yeah, he's certainly going to be the hottest prospect of the summer, I feel like, in terms of like how Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence were last year. Um, seems like he has even more of a leg to stand on for deserving that hype, so... Excited to see how it goes. Are you is the strategy with buying this new Prism Max like first to grade or just quick flip? Probably the well, I definitely wouldn't say I don't think it's quick flip mm -hmm. because I, even though I just commented on it being reactionary, I, my thinking going in is that there's going to be a lot of people that once this stuff dries up a little bit, that come March or come April, people are going to be referencing January and February comps and if last year and the year prior were anything like it will be this year, those people will want 20% higher or a certain amount higher than the already comp existed comp for quarterbacks that are in high demand. And if it doesn't have a recent sale, then if it's any, it's if anything playing the long game and getting in as close to the ground floor as possible in January. But at, at the same time, I will probably be grading stuff and hoping for wins and, you know, a few tens can completely save you. So I'm doing, again, I'm always trying to be proactive in grading, but it's not really from a quick flip standpoint. It's these are going to be the best commodities for the next six months. And it's probably plausibly not financially, not, not financial advice, maybe going up from here. Have that all those different ad adjectives. I'm, I'm glad we're, we're doing as many clarifiers as possible. Yeah. Um, Please don't blame me if your prism goes up, if your prism goes down either. 
<laughs> is there any are there any parallels that we're we're excited about in the new prism like i saw there's press proof parallels that look extremely boring uh i saw there's white knight ones that look like some 2014 15 flashback type that's parallels. exactly what i was thinking about and that the white knights are similar to the 2014 15 draft night short print parallels um i don't think there's anything exciting which i think is a good thing since as collectors and investors air quote um, we try to hinge on tradition and stuff that works but i think color blasts becoming vertical for the single players and i think they're so horizontal for dual color blasts and i don't think dual color blasts were a thing entering this year i think that's something to be excited about but again cop out answer since it's not a parallel but i think that's something that's unique and cool yeah, as a as a big fan of dual player cards or multiplayer cards, I am excited to see some chase inserts with multiplayer cards. Not that I'm going to be chasing any of these football ones, um, but would love to see those in basketball. I know that the mangas are back. Uh, yeah. Are the how's the quality of the mangas design wise compared to last year? In your opinion, I think I've seen some criticism that the mangas over the past two to three years since i think it was new starting in 2021 that they've deviated more again this is just me paraphrasing what i've read this isn't my own substantiated take that another qualifier <laughs> that they've deviated from a more traditional japanese strip type of image and have become more americanized with superheroes i think cj stroud has like an iron man type of hand shooting like a laser beam or something like that and that some people have been critical of the set because it isn't as manga it's not manga enough yeah let's i was trying to make sure i use my word choice carefully yeah, yeah it's not as tying directly to original manga works and are now just americanized superheroes to in some cases but i think at the same time it's a balance of making that accessibility to other players to maybe Americans, you know, kids that are going on the, on the, you know, pipe dream, wanting the Bryce Young Superman or the, you know, the CJ Stroud Iron Man. It, I think it increases that accessibility, although these are very high end, very rare cards to begin with. But again, at the expense of the artistic originality of these works. It kind of reminds me of like the initial kabooms from like 2013, 14, where they were very animated, not, totally resembling always like what you'd expect to see from one of the athletes on the card. Um, you know, I, I think the, the like move towards the center on all the inserts that Panini has that are chased, like the, the kabooms and the color blasts and the mangas and like kind of all morphing into looking relatively similar. Like I know the Marvel's inserts are pretty in line with what the m new mangas look like. So We'll see what we'll monitor that as the Panini's downfall continues. Um, at least they're not totally shooting, you know, doing bullshit all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. We swear yeah. on this podcast. We say bullshit. <laughs> have, to, have to at least toss one cuss word in this episode. Max, have you, uh, have speaking of new sets, um, I know you said when you're talking about your friends going to the Dallas card show that some are excited about buying baseball. Um, you said you're buying football. I'm excited about the new flagship. Uh, I yeah, think the new design, you, you didn't say anything. I said, I like to dance. I'll buy anything. <laughs> well, I want to know what type of dance you did after the Dallas card show, but 
I'm excited about 2024 flagship. Max, have you checked it out at all? The the neon hype design? I've checked it out a little bit. And we are returning. I believe we're returning to no formal rectangular borders. We have like these curved borders. And I think the best take I've seen, I forgot if it was from Watch the Breaks or those back pages, but that these designs are a bit lackluster and overly modern and a bit, you know, not great for paper cards, but Chrome is going to rock my socks off, pardon my French. And these stars are going to look phenomenal and re refractors with the shine, with the sheen, every other des description of luster you can have. These are going to look great for Chrome. And I think the modern collector has evolved from paper to Chrome. I know it's hard to remember, but in you know 2018, a paper rookie card outsold a Chrome rookie card because paper cards were more difficult to gem and paper cards were the true rookie and Chromes were a subset. And now Chrome is king. Chrome is back, baby. And I think these cards are tailored more for Chrome releases. I definitely agree. Uh, there's two points that I'm kind of excited about or excited to talk to you about. Um, we've famously been pretty critical of the Independence Day parallel downfall. Um, and it seems like Tops might have heard of us, heard us a little bit. Uh, they did a totally revamp to the Independence Day parallel. Um, it now looks very flag-like, um, almost like a flag is kind of draped along the border. So I'm excited that they actually took some feedback from collectors there. Stop doing this kind of bullshit star design on the on the border. Um, I threw, I made a comment, Max, that like it kind of reminds me of how like once a decade, at least for the last few decades, Tops has kind of thrown in a curveball design to flagship. I think in the 2000s decade, 2007 is for sure the the kind of curveball with the black border. Uh, the 2010 decade maybe being like 2015 with the kind of more colorful border. Um, those are the two types of those are the two that come to mind as like, oh, this might be that version, of, that version of the design for this decade as the one that kind of stands out. Uh, does that track? Look, um, we need more innovation. We've been critical of of Ruben or whoever is the head of design at Tops, and that Brady Superfractors are kind of lackluster when it's the entire selling point of a set. But the all aces inserts from 2023 look phenomenal. They've been a boom for collectors. People love them. They look great with Shohei Otani on it. And you don't part of perfecting design and fashion as a fashionista myself is that you don't know if something works until you try it. And I think while we can, viewers, me, Tommy, can all universally agree that money grabs suck, you have to try new things in order to grow as a company, as a human being, as a person, and as a piece of cardboard. So I'm pro-innovation. I'm glad that they're deviating in order to tailor more towards Chrome, whether that was their intent or not. Did you see this thing about the first card designation like the first card ever no like did you see the ellie de la cruz 2024 tops flagship card i didn't it's usually fan voted right well go look at not the first card in this checklist max the card number oh okay look at go look up while i'm like, talking yeah. about this and i'll preface it for everybody but on look up ellie de la cruz's 2024 flagship tops card yeah okay, i'm looking at it yeah oh the first card over the team Yes. So on on his card, there is a little text of first card above the team um, on the card, on the flagship card, which led to a lot of classic debates around rookie card, 
Um, I believe Ellie De La Cruz was part of that Bowman's best or Bowman heritage loophole rookie card situation, potentially. Um, this seems to be tops trying to educate people on rookie cards, but it looks really confusing. Um, previously in like 2003 tops, they had like a first year designation on certain rookie cards. This seems to be something kind of similar. I have no idea if that's going to continue to Chrome. I imagine that that first card thing disappears. Not really any comment from tops on what it means. Um, but something to monitor as we love the weird rookie card debates. B A D bad. <laughs> You're out on this already. Out. No, Max is out. Well, that's fair. Um, I'm Max this weekend. I did a little fun trip with my friend Cole. I went Thursday, Friday night. I went to the Warriors Bulls game in Chicago. Uh, did you see the video of Jerry Krause's widow getting booed? No, I didn't. I saw Clay Thompson ruining my over under three. So <laughs> he did kill it. Obviously, I was in the building, so Clay had to pop off. Had one of his best games threes, of the year. I think, that night. Yep, he did. Uh, so that was fun. It was wild, though, uh, in case you didn't miss this news. The Bulls did their Ring of Honor night where they kind of, it's kind of like the fake Hall of Fame for guys that aren't that, like as good. Um, and they had the whole 96 Bulls team. But Jerry Krause is dead, the GM, who's like notoriously hated by Chicago fans. Oh, and, yeah. and the announcer is like, oh, Jerry Krause. They show a picture of Jerry Krause on the big board. So obviously everyone in the crowd starts booing because this dude is like hated by Chicago fans. It's just widely known. It's an absolute marketing botch by the Bulls that they did this. And then so they preface it with a picture of Jerry Krause like, oh, he was the GM. Everyone starts booing. And then they go represented by his widow. They cut to a video shot of the widow crying on the court. Me and my friend Cole look at each other like, what the fuck are they doing right now obviously they were gonna boo him uh all the crowd just immediately stops and it's just like oh shit we didn't know that this widow was here and now she's crying and there's thousands of people booing at her so that was an that was a super funny wild thing to, to witness that's crazy to see that live yeah that was crazy live like in terms of just feeling the energy of the crowd going from like oh jerry Krause, boo like to oh shit his widow is here put her back on the screen. We need to cheer her, which they didn't end up doing, but I blame everyone was hating on Chicago fans, but that's just a marketing botch by the Bulls. Like obviously Jerry Krause is going to get booed. If you show a picture of him on the big board, you should not invite his widow to represent him on the court. Unless you preface it with, Hey, this is a widow here before you show the image of Jerry Krause. So that was hilarious. The Warriors Need to make some moves. Um, I, as a collector, I am wary that I'm going to have to collect. Well, I'm not going to have to collect anything. I collect whatever I want. But C cards. If Clay Thompson's first, like, Topps Chrome card is in a different uniform, that's just going to be brutal for me. I'm not going to be able to collect it. Can't do it. Um, only going to stick with Warriors cards. But it seems like everything's going to switch up with the Warriors. My era of collecting their best dynasty team is probably over. Um, it was fun to see them win a game, though, and put up some points. So that was fun. But I'm definitely wary of the trade deadline. Max, I know the Knicks made some moves. RJ Barrett was someone that I feel like Knicks fans really were all in on, at least in the card world, because of the Zion hype and everything. Um, have you any anecdotal evidence from your Knicks fans, Max, on how they how they like the trade? 
Um, I am the anecdote and I hate the trade. And I've had non-Knicks fans tell me that it's a great trade. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Not going to get into, you know, beer guzzling, sitting on the couch, wife beater, sports analysis mode. But bad trade, B-A-D, bad. But I will say after seeing the haul that the Raptors got for Siakam, it isn't necessarily that the Knicks did horribly. It's just that the Raptors are really good at moving their players. They moved OG Anunnabi for a mind-blowingly high return. And I think they got three first-round picks for Siakam, plus uh, young old heads, Hall of Fame player Jordan Nawara, and a few other players as well. So good haul by the Raptors. Pacers want to win more. I like winning. I'm a winner. And it's all at the Knicks' expense. Yeah, well, I know I only really bring this up because I feel like Knicks fans just were so in on collecting R.J. Barrett off the rip. And I know, like, previous guest, Will Stern, doesn't own a lot of basketball cards, but owned, like, a couple of nice R.J. Barretts. I know even older guests of the podcast, Kimball, had some nice R.J. Barretts. Um, yeah. Pretty much any Knicks fan I know had collected at least some R.J. Barrett cards. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got so tribalistic about my Knicks that I forgot the point of your question. Uh, I owned an R.J. Barrett Blue Ice for a few months back in 2023, and then I think I broke even or took a small loss on it. And I'm like, I don't care about this card enough to collect it. Um, I've been watching the um, the RJ Barrett Silver Prism PSA 10 price since I need one for my full Knicks set run. I've been watching that market since 2020. I believe they peaked at about like a thousand each. And I think around a year and a half ago, they were at like 500 each. And when I last checked about a few months ago, they were at 300 each. And I think they're now at like 70 or 80, maybe not even that. I haven't checked how the trade deadline has affected that. But when the time is right, I will pick up a PSA 10 silver RJ Barrett rookie card for my full Knicks silver rookie set run. That's the most low-key collection you got going, but I'm sure you're going to be able to pick one up for like 50 bucks in a few years. I had three PC cards in my latest PSA order, and I've already talked about all of them on previous episodes before they got graded but it's cool to have them in sexy slabs again. You are such a PC graded guy and I, I love it. I had an absolute brutal loss this week before we get to eBay buys. Um, I had one of my most all time brutal eBay losses, Max. Um, and I know you have some thoughts on my strategy here, but guests, or, you know, listeners of the podcast know that I'm after the boo booey rainbow from 2021 Bowman U Chrome. Uh, the black shimmer got listed by an eBay account that only had 22 feedback. And it was clear that they had just ripped the box because they posted the picture of the card inside of the box that they ripped. I obviously am like, all right, I'm all in black shimmer. One one boo booey. This is my moment. I'm here. I got to win it. Um, I told, I sent it obviously to my friend, Gaby card stacks, Bowman, you expert. Uh, he knows what all of the one ones have been selling for. I go, Hey Gabe, I'm going to, I'm going to box everyone out here. I'm going to, mega bid as they say on twitter uh mega bid this i'm gonna scare people off i put in my early i put in a super early mega bid uh was leading all week up until the last moments of the auction uh it ended at 401 dollars. i had placed the largest bid i had ever placed on ebay for 400 dollars. i had never placed a bid that high in the history of my ebay times um so I lost the card. 
I was definitely the second highest bidder, as we know, when I placed 400 and the winning was 401. Uh, it is my theory that it's some sort of mega rich Northwestern alum super fan guy who came in and just was like a G or something as a bid, totally outbid me, was super bummed about it, but I bought some cons consolation prizes uh, that I'll talk about at the end of the eBay buys of the week. But Max, what did I do wrong? Why why did I lose this auction? Yeah, um, this generated a little bit of dialogue between Tommy back and forth. And I strongly abide to trying to hit my snipe as close to the buzzer as possible, just so that there's lots of suspense and that people never know what the price is going to be. Because if I know what my competition is bidding up to, I'm just going to bid up to that and win, and win and take it from you blind. The goal isn't to save 20 bucks. The goal is to win the fucking card. I am not walking away without that one of one in my eBay shopping cart. I do not let any competition stand in my way. So part of it is just making sure that I can secure the card. Of course, it's good not to spend several hundred dollars more than you intend. But once that one of one is gone, it's game over. You have to it's wait for that to get relisted. And if that gets relisted, it's probably going to be someone who wants more than what was paid. Yeah, I don't expect to see this card ever again. It's okay. I have the red out of five. Yeah, it might be okay for you. I'm still grieving about not having my Sam Hartman Super Fractor 1 of 1 auto, which I may have just placed an offer on while you were going on that dialogue. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry, but I'm a collector too, nerd. Well, that was a bummer. I, I don't think I would have won it. You know, I wouldn't have won it. It was at $86 as the seconds were dropping down. So I was like, 86 bucks. My bid's for 100 This seems relatively safe. But the thing is, they see, oh, they don't, you know, 125 outbid, 200 outbid, 300 outbid. It's just the emotional impulse thinking that your competition got into. Yeah, there, there's a lot of emotions. This was a purely emotions based. I mean, for the first, first of all, I should not be placing $400 bids on Boo Boo. Yes, you should. Yes, you that, should. Is, <laughs> that is financially irresponsible, but something that I impulsively was down to do. But all right, Max. Before we do eBay buys, uh, I do want to hear a little bit about your PSA submissions. Uh, you, you teased that you had some P your PC cards. I know you've talked about these cards already, but I would love to hear what they ended up turning out to, what some of the highlights were, lowlights. Okay, highlights, lowlights um, caught me a little bit off guard. I'm going to pull them from my stack, my stack of really cool and groovy cards. Found two of them. Did I find the third? Probably. Yeah, there's the third. Okay. My three PC cards, we're going to keep them quick just because I've talked about them a billion times. Um, I have my, because I'm a collector, I have my Phil Hughes 2007 Topps Archive Signature Series Rookie Card 2022 One of One Autograph. It came back a PSA 9. Dank meme card. I win. You lose. Value box of the year candidate. How the hell do they grade those cards? Are they grading those based on 2007 Topps Chrome I'd like, have to think so. Yeah, you got to think that they're basing it off the original card, which is yeah. so bizarre for a weird set like that. Agree. Um, second is um, 2023 Leaf Pop Century uh, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, even though Esposito was not nominated for an Emmy this week. Um, if you work for the Emmy committees or whatever, uh, fuck you. Better Call Saul went 53 straight nominations on an Emmy. 
I'm upset about that. Without an Emmy win, I'm upset about that. Again, not directly tangent to Gus Fring, Giancarlo Esposito, but a fun actor auto that I will enjoy. The third and it got, is, a, it got a PSA 10. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, PSA 10. whoop de doo Another value box of the career candidate win. I got the Phil Hughes and the Esposito in value boxes at the West Palm Beach card show. I was on a PC binge, and I was loving it. Last card, Jamie Newman, Black Prism, one of one, finite rookie card, college quarterback for Wake Forest, my alma mater. I believe last I checked, he was suspended in the CFL. Not sure, but uh, yeah, he's not even pictured on the card. It's someone else, but this came back a PSA 9. It was a little off-centered, but I'm okay with that. That's an iconic one. Uh, what, what were some of the flipping flipping wins of the, of the submission? I know I saw a lot of 10s, or at least I saw you post a lot of 10s. I don't I don't know if that means that you were trying to compensate for some 8s that were involved as well. Yeah, I mean, I never have a need to overcompensate. But never. I have some cool cards. Um, I was showing off some of like the doubles, just because the doubles are fun. Um, I have right here two Jordan Walker Finest Gold Autos. These are cool. I actually owned four of these at one point, but one of them I sold and one of them is at PSA. Both of my golds in my hand are PSA 10s, and the jersey number card is still at PSA, I believe. Those are sweet. Two Chet Holmgren Signature Series Red Choice autographs, PSA 10s. Um, I stand my ground that like PSA just doesn't know how to grade these because this is a set that is just off-center, but like it's off-center by design. And these both came back PSA 10s. And I have two Nikola Jokic red, white, blue wave prisms. And these came back PSA 10s. So you're seeing double thrice. Um, I don't know. You want to hear like some losers? Um, I would love to see. I mean, I absolutely am loving the the sound effects of this right now. It's yeah. coming through real nice. I have um, two red choice signature series, Paolo Manchero out of 49 autos. One and eight, one a ten. It's totally PSA's fault and not my fault that they both came back different grades. And yeah, I don't know. Higher end. I submitted three Trevor Lawrence downtowns from his rookie year. And they were all PSA nines to start. And one came back a PSA eight, one came back a PSA nine, and one came back a PSA ten. So that's, so that's how you know. And all of them were nines to begin with. So that's how you know you're having fun. I'm having fun. That is some classic cards, Max bullshit right there. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, I, what do you what do you, what's the grading strategy going into Dallas? I you you mentioned that you might be looking to get some stuff reviewed there. Um, I'm not sure exactly because that's part of my plan for the night is to organize what stuff could be a Beckett candidate. Um, usually, it's the stuff that I don't think is a PSA ten, but grading is back. I'm back. NFL is back. Basketball is here. Football is in playoffs and baseball is in the off season. <laughs> the best time to buy. And that leads us max to our favorite segment of the week, which is eBay buys of the week. Um, do you want to lead us off or do you want me to lead us off here? You can start. Sounds good. I was more active on eBay this week than I was previous weeks of this year. So far um, I bought quite a few little pieces um, there's a couple sets that I've been enamored with lately. Uh, one of they're both from Upper Deck SP Legendary Cuts, which is I think is like a late 2000s baseball set they did a few versions of. Um, there's two particular inserts that I'm excited about. 
there one is in 2007 it is called legendary americana it is a bunch of non-sport political cultural figures um it is an insert set that has a hundred different cards in the entrance insert set every single card is numbered out of 550 uh so the 2007 version their inserts in 2009 they actually made these cards into part of the regular set so cards 140 to 200 are non-baseball cards uh they are also numbered out of 550. so i think long term i'm gonna try to build these sets they're not incredibly rare being numbered to 550 each and those are sets that are usually ripped by hardcore baseball card collectors so those are cards that are in dealer hands generally um so they are sold and you know traded frequently i bought a 2007 ronald reagan and a 2007 william howard taft they were both two dollars and 99 cents free shipping from the same seller so i got those basically for six seven bucks for both those are kind of fun ones i bought a couple from 2009 sp legendary cuts i bought a andrew jackson and a bonnie parker from bonnie and clyde uh I was bidding on like six of them from one seller and I only ended up winning these two that were uncontested. Uh, both were $1 with an additional 50 cents shipping each. So that was really easy. Uh, fun times there. Um, I picked up, oh, my consolation prize for the boo booey. So obviously I had to, had to cop something. This has not arrived yet at my apartment. So it's hard for me to, I'm a little nervous about it, but it, not really. It's a 2012 totally certified. I've talked about totally certified. Cool set. Clay Thompson game used out of 25 two color nasty patch of the lettering of the Warriors. Um, I got out of 25. Let me let me show the image at least Max to you here. Really nasty looking patch out of 25. One out of 25 even. Um, got that for $90 plus $4 shipping. So in total, a little over $100 with tax pretty happy about that i own two of the out of 49s of the same card uh the out of 49s kind of have nastier patches in my opinion but still happy to have this out of 25 and team color match blue parallel always fun um some of the other cards i bought i bought this oh i bought a 2005 tops black parallel out of 54 of adam laroche gold cup Ooh. max are you familiar with adam laroche i'm familiar with his game you're familiar with his game. He was a great, he was a classic gold cup recipient where he kind of came onto the scene hot. I got that for $5 free shipping, Max. $5 free shipping? Unreal. Hyped about that's that. Not, lunch costs more than that. That's more, that's less than a burrito. Less than a burrito. Um, yeah, that's kind of the only other noteworthy card I got. Um, just having fun. I bought a lot of Tiger Woods cards from 2022 Goodwin Champions for $10, 14 of them some parallels even so that was fun uh kind of just like going buck wild here to start 2024 like buying weird shit getting out of my buying only giants orange parallel black parallels and warriors prism parallels just trying to trying to do a little bit more fun weirdness um sticking with my golf adding some golf cards as well you know with the tigers and stuff so that was my resolution a few episodes ago feeling good max um you know, I'm the collection is growing. I feel like I'm at a point right now where I actually have everything organized. So when a card comes in, it has an exact place where it's going and I don't have to do a lot of work to figure out where it gets fitted into the PC and the boxes or the binders. Um, feeling like an adult these days in the collecting game, uh, having fun, 
you know, looking good. I did do some ripping. Um, Abby, my girlfriend, got me a decent amount of packs, including her mom had found a 2020 Topps Meyer pack, Max. 2020 Topps Meyer pack. Pretty fun to rip. Uh, my two purple parallels in that were JT Real Moot. Real Real Muto. Wow, that was a tough one for me to say. Yeah, and Zach Granky. I can't can't speak. So that was fun. Had some ripping. Uh pulled nothing of too big of note, honestly. Uh, so I can't speak to that. One of the things I did get a rip though, Max, was one of those Costco flagship boxes. That was mm -hmm. pretty fun. Uh nothing to report other than I hit three numbered cards in one of those Costco boxes. None of the numbered cards were super great but that was random so that's it's kind of what my week was like max so the last couple of weeks i guess yeah that's pretty cool well uh if you are a recent listener of the podcast you know that i have been buying like zero cards in the past month on ebay but i'm looking and i think we i've purchased 30 cards on ebay like not just 30 cards 30 ebay cards since we since last week and it's just like a large diversity i have just a Say some uh, while I'm reading this. I have a few um, Rishi Rice Blue Ices that I picked up for like 150 bucks each. I have a Puka Nakua Blue Ice. I have a Matt McLean Topps Chrome Update Auto that was 250 bucks. I have a Masataka, or excuse me, wrong Red Sox Tristan Casas Gold Sapphire Auto for 150 bucks. Um, a Corbin Carroll Inception Agua Patch Auto for like 200 bucks. This is cool. The Jackson Holiday yellow sapphire image variation out of 50 or gold sapphire image variation. He's holding the bat bag and it kind of instantly made me connect to Otani's Bowman bat bag short print. So whether that was an intentional homage or not, it just was a crazy cool card. And I have a Corbin Carroll PSA 9 gold tops chrome autograph and an orange wave tops chrome autograph. Some inception patches of Gunnar Henderson and it's just a little of a lot, that's for sure. Oh, and I bought another Trevor Lawrence downtown. Oh my god! Well, it seems like you're back up, back on your bullshit. I love to see it. Um, I forgot to mention, Max, that I got my tops now Gold Cup team set in. No parallels. Sad. Womp womp. But I'm excited. I feel like the Gold Cups will be a little bit cheaper for me next year without Julio, Bobby Witt. They were kind of higher priced than most normal Gold Cups. I'm sure. Carol doesn't like D backs fans don't exist. So I feel like the collecting world, it's like you buy that's, his rookie cards. That's fucking fired. Not <laughs> Shut a dude, like in general, dude, I'm an NL West fan. I have, yeah, you know, who also doesn't, doesn't exist. Northwestern fans. Yeah. Apparently I, I thought I was the only one out here collecting Northwestern cards until this motherfucker who bought the boo booey above me. And I, I'm pissed. I'm pissed at this person. If I see, and it better be Boo Booey who bought it, or else I'm going to be mad. Max, um, you got anything you want to talk about before we end here? I feel like we hit all the points. Um, it's been kind of a wild start to the hobby season, the hobby year, I mean. Um, yeah. People don't even know what's coming in store for next week. 